0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Zach Attacks. Today we are going to be talking about my top 50 comedies of the 2000s. Before we get into that, this podcast is sponsored by Twisted Irons Craft Brewing Company located on Ruther Drive in Newark, Delaware. And I am sitting here with the 8 Ball Corner Pocket Double IPA. This 8.8 ABV Double IPA is packed with tons of hops, both the dry hops and whirlpool, and features citrus and light tropical fruit undertones. Despite the higher alcohol content from a truckload of malt, it has a deceptively light body and finish. Well, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm talking about comedies, we're about to drink an 8.8, Double IPA, fuck it, let's go. Splash. Alright, so top 50 comedies of the 2000s. I don't know, I recently have just been watching a lot of comedies from the 2000s, but there's just a special place in my heart for the 2000s comedies. Personally, I think they're the best, but I don't know if that's just because these are the ones I grew up on or if other people feel this way as well. But, you know, to me, I, I just there's something so funny and genuine about all of these movies, I feel like the newer comedies haven't been able to be as genuine as these movies were. And I feel like the older ones were kind of making their way up to this point. I feel like these are the some of the best comedy movies of all time. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Maybe at some point in time, I'll do an 80s and 90s list. Hell, I could even do a 70s list. I love comedy movies, but I do feel like the 2000s just had something special about them. So let's jump right into the list. At number 50, I have Road Trip. Road Trip to me depicts what 2000s comedies were about. You know, it's a group of friends all in college that are going on this trip across country. And the reasoning for doing it is that the main character has been in a relationship with his girlfriend for as long as he can remember. They get into a little period of not talking. He ends up hooking up with somebody else. They record it and he accidentally sends her the recording. Now, some of my favorite things about this movie are that it features DJ Kowals, it features Amy Smart, and it has Sheen William Scott in it, who all are going to be in movies later on in this list, and the highlight scene in this movie for me is when DJ Kowals orders pancakes that have sugar on them, and he didn't want sugar on the pancakes, so the cook takes the pancakes back, rubs them on his ass, and then... DJ Kowals eats the pancakes, and he just has this look on his face, and he goes, it's so good. And I just can't help but have my heart melt for him in that moment when he's eating his ass pancakes. Road Trip is a classic in my opinion, and I think it still holds up to today. At number 49, we have Not Another Teen Movie. I think this movie is close in a lot of people's hearts. I mean, come on. It has Chris Evans, Captain America in it, playing an absolutely ridiculous role. The story of this movie is just outlandish. It's still one of the movies that started off the teen party comedy trend in the 2000s, out in 2001 and it's spoofing all of the old ones how could you go wrong with fucking not another teen movie i mean you know it's about a girl who is unattractive that they're trying to make attractive and she's literally a pretty girl but has glasses on at 48 we have accepted which came out in 2006 actually i need to watch this movie again i haven't seen it in a while but who could forget south Harmon institute of technology shit this movie has Justin Long, Jonah Hill in one of his early roles. It has Blake Lively. It's about a bunch of kids that didn't get accepted into college, so they decide to make their own. Definitely a classic, Ask Me About My Wiener. Everybody remembers this movie, Accepted obviously makes the list of top 50 comedies of the 2000s. At 47, we have from 2000, Dude, Where's My Car? Now, some people think this movie is absolutely ridiculous. I love it. Now the movie stars Aston Kutcher and it also has Sheen William Scott who is obviously one of the kings of comedies when it comes to the 2000s, especially the early 2000s. It has Jennifer Gardner in it and the story is exactly like it sounds. Dude loses his car? Needs to find his car, but the journey to go get it is just freaking ridiculous. This movie goes a little crazy towards the end, but at the same time, like, it's funny as hell. I mean, like, they spoof it in Scary Movie 2. There's just so many great things about this movie, and I would highly recommend Dude Wears My Car. If you haven't seen it, I'm not even going to get into more details. He's looking for his car. At 46, we have 2003's Bruce Almighty, which is Clearly a classic. This is the movie that put the idea of Morgan Freeman as God into everybody's head. Also stars Jim Carrey and Jennifer Aniston. I remember watching this movie when it came out in the movie theaters. I remember really enjoying this movie as a kid. It's Jim Carrey getting to be God. He gets his powers from Morgan Freeman. This movie ended up creating the sequel, Evan Almighty, later on in the 2000s. But this was definitely the one. I loved this movie as a kid because I was such a huge fan of The Mask from the time I was like five. So anything that Jim Carrey did around this point in time was just gold to me. And the movie stands up really well. Once again, another one I haven't seen in a while. I like that it takes a little bit of a serious turn in the end. I think that that really is what... Brings this movie together really well. I mean, and it had a lot of really cool concepts in it. Like, nobody's ever done anything like this before. And I think that it was well executed and super funny. At 45, we have Van Wilder, which to me is a lot like Billy Madison in some ways, except for... He's in college. Van Wilder came out in 2002. It obviously has a sequel as well that came out in 2006, The Rise of Taj. Taj is played by Cal Penn. He is Ryan Reynolds, who's the main character in the movie's assistant. So the story kind of goes, Ryan Reynolds is an eight-year college student. He just loves to party. He's super popular on campus. And He doesn't really think he can make it in the real world, so he just stays in college because his dad pays for it. And in the movie, Tyra Reed's in it. Tyra Reed was clearly huge in the 2000s, and she's writing a report for the newspaper on Van Wilder. She doesn't really like him at first, and, you know, Obviously, their relationship comes to be by the end of the movie. There's a lot of really great scenes in this movie. For example, the scene with the cannolis. Definitely a lot of what everybody wanted in the 2000s. A lot of sex. A lot of crazy shit going on in this movie. 100%. Still love Ryan Reynolds in it. At 44, we have the slightly controversial Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal is starring Jack Black. Jack Black is very well, for a lack of better words, shallow when it comes to looking for women, and a spell gets placed on him that shows women's inner beauty to him instead of their outer beauty, and so it's kind of a flawed concept because the movie kind of makes it seem like every attractive person's ugly on the inside, and every unattractive person is beautiful on the inside, which you know, definitely isn't the truth. I think it's a cool concept, though. I do think that this movie definitely has some value to it. I always really enjoyed this movie. But if you've never seen it, definitely worth checking out. Jack Black's really funny in it. Gwyneth Paltrow is the female lead in the movie. She plays this overweight lady. But when Jack Black looks at her, she's Gwyneth Paltrow. So I'm sure you can see how this movie's going to turn out in the end and everything like that. But definitely worth a watch if you haven't checked it out. And Shallow Hal came out in 2001. The next movie on the list at number 43 is 2006's Click. Clearly, I have a whole podcast, my first podcast ever, solely on ranking all of the Adam Sandler movies click is definitely one of his better movies the 2000s were interesting for adam sandler he had some hits he had some misses it wasn't as bad as the decade to come for him but click was definitely a genuine good movie i'm sure a lot of you have seen click click is about adam sandler getting a magic remote that allows him to forward through life pause things and it kind of gets sad towards the end and i think that the fact that they made it kind of real And went through all of these different emotions in the movie is what made it so great. Was that nobody really saw that coming when they went to go see this movie in the movie theater. Got a lot of people emotional. Not something that Adam Sandler has typically been known for doing. So I think that's what, what makes Click so great. At number 42, we have another comedy that came out in 2006. And somehow, yeah, I guess I would consider this movie better than Click, at least more watchable for sure. And that is Benchwarmers. Obviously, this movie had John Heater coming off of Napoleon Dynamite. It has Rob Snyder in probably his like least ridiculous role ever. And then also David Spade being absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure a lot of you have seen this. My favorite scene in this movie to this day is the crayon written I am 12. For the one guy who's going to play on the opposing team to try and beat the bench warmers. This movie is clearly a baseball movie. It's about the nerds coming out and beating the jocks. And I think that it was done really well. It's got all of those aspects to it that a lot of the other Happy Madison movies do. Well, in fact, the next movie is going to be a Happy Madison movie from 2006 as well. So I guess Adam Sandler's crew did a pretty solid job in the 2000s. But Benchwarmers is super watchable. I just watched this again, and honestly, I liked it more than ever. So if you haven't watched Benchwarmers in a long time, or if for somehow you haven't seen it at all, definitely check it out. Nick Swardson is always gold in the Adam Sandler team, in the whole group of his friends, and Nick Swardson's character definitely shines through in Benchwarmers. At 41, we have also Happy Madison movie, also from 2006 grandma's boy now this movie was just original to me i don't know there was something cool about this story so it's about a video game designer guy who lives at his grandparents house his grandma is played by doris roberts who's obviously from everybody loves raymond and my god does she remind me of my grandmother so i've always thought that it was just a little extra funny that she was in this movie nick swartzen's in it again he's got a great character it also has linda cardinelli who played Velma in it, and she's got a great character. So it includes video games, but it also has that kind of party vibe that a lot of the other Happy Madison films have. It has a young Jonah Hill in it. Jonah Hill obviously is going to get his opportunities to shine way later on this list, but in this one he's got a little bit of a smaller role. At number 40, I have Napoleon Dynamite from 2004. Now, as a kid, when this movie came out, I remember renting it on DVD and not liking it at all. It's one of those movies that, I don't know, the humor was just too dry for me when I first saw it. Took some growing up, watching it again, to really understand the comedy gold that is in Napoleon Dynamite. But there's so many iconic scenes in this movie, from the tots, to the side ponytail, to the vote for Pedro, to the dance, to his uncle... Oh my god, like the list goes on and on of ridiculous things in Napoleon Dynamite. Obviously, John Heater didn't become the huge actor that a lot of people expected him to be after this movie, but Napoleon Dynamite still holds its own. It's a cult classic, 100%. I'm sure that this is one of those movies that I'm not going to have to tell anybody to go see because you have seen Napoleon Dynamite. At number 39, we have American Pie 2. Clearly, I can't put the first one on here. The first one would rank way higher on a list of 90s comedies. But all we have in the 2000s was American Pie 2 and American Wedding. So American Pie 2 is definitely the one that makes the list. Still have, we have Sheen Scott Williams, you got Jason Biggs, you got Shannon Elizabeth. All the original cast is in this movie. This one is about them after college, going and getting a vacation house, and all hanging out there. It's a classic still. You can't just have American Pie. You need to have all of the American Pies. Well, at least all the ones that have the original cast in them. Obviously, these movies have gone way off the rails since they originally came out. There's nine, ten of them now. But American Pie 2 is definitely one of the classic ones. At number 39, I have Meet the Parents. Obviously, there's a lot of people that think Meet the Fockers, the sequel, is better than Meet the Parents. Personally, I don't know. I just, I like Meet the Parents better. Meet the Parents stars Ben Stiller. It has Robert De Niro. This is another one of those movies that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. Jinxie Cat using the toilet, one of my favorite parts of the movie. There's a lot of really cool scenes in this. It's not as ridiculous as some of the other movies on the list, but it does have so many scenes that people just absolutely love. For example, the I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? The movie is about... Ben Stiller going to go meet the woman who he's marrying's parents. The dad, who's played by Robert De Niro, worked in the FBI, and he just wants to get all the information that he can on Ben Stiller that he possibly can. Ben Stiller's just a super awkward dude, and shit just goes wrong after wrong after wrong. Definitely a good time. The second one is also great. Third one, not so much. Meet the Parents, definitely a classic from the 2000s. And that came out in 2000 itself. The next movie on the list, at 30 Seven is also a ben stiller movie zoolander so many classic things about zoolander came out in 2001 so right after meet the parents much different role for ben stiller he gets to play the iconic supermodel who is Derek zoolander and he has the blue steel look which can literally stop a ninja star it also stars luke wilson the two of these do such a great job playing idiotic male models. Will Ferrell's in the movie, too, as, like, the most ridiculous designer ever. The sequel to this movie is even good, but the original in 2001, there's just something special about Zoolander. How can you not love a movie about friggin' male models? There's no question as to why this movie did so well. It was perfectly casted. It's just the perfect amount of over-the-top. And at 36... This is going to be controversial. This is one of those movies that I'm sure a lot of people would expect to see in the top 10. Came out in 2009. Guess what it is? The Hangover. So The Hangover was one of those movies that was blown so far out of proportion when it came out. Everybody was obsessed with The Hangover for so many reasons. Zach Galifianakis' first role where he really came out and people were loving Zach Galifianakis. Obviously, we have The Tiger, The Baby. There's... The scene with Mike Tyson, there's so much going on in The Hangover. I understand why it's a classic, but to me, this is one of those movies I just remember seeing in middle school, and I remember all the kids in school talking about it all the time, continued into high school, and it just kind of got blown out of proportion to me to an extent where I didn't really like it as much as everybody else. I was like, yeah, it was funny, it's a good movie, but I don't know if it really lives lives up to the hype for me. Still, obviously, places higher than some movies on the list. Got to give it its credit where it's due, but personally, not one of my favorites. And both of the sequels I thought were pretty damn weak as well. Now, controversially, the next movie on my list here at thirty-five from two thousand one, Joe Dirt. I just I don't know what to say. I love this movie. I love the character Joe Dirt played by David Spade. I love a lot of the supporting characters in this movie. The journey that he goes on. Obviously, he's just a janitor. And he's telling his story over the radio, and people are connecting with him over his life story, his mullet. There's so many things about Joe Dirt that's just classic to me. And you can fight me on that one. I don't care. I think Joe Dirt is a great movie. I think it's funny as hell. And it lands the spot at 35. At 34, we have Old School, another one that could have debatably made the top 10. People love Old School. You know, it's about this group of older dudes who end up purchasing a fraternity house. They get their own fraternity started. Will Ferrell is amazing in this movie. The streaking scene, obviously iconic. Vince Vaughn, you got Luke Wilson in this movie. You're my boy, Blue. You know, there's so many Frank the Tank. There's so many iconic moments in this movie. Old school, 100%, a classic when you're looking at any decade And the comedy movies that came out. At 33, I have from 2003, School of Rock with Jack Black. This movie is just, to me, it's such a funny concept. There's nothing like School of Rock. Jack Black is a rocker and his roommate is a substitute teacher. And he ends up taking the substitute teaching job and forming a band with the kids Who are in the class. It's so funny. Amanda Cosgrove's first role, obviously. Joan Cusack's in the movie. And her role, I feel like, leads up perfectly to her role later in Shameless. All around, I don't think there's any way to doubt that School of Rock was a classic. when definitely one of the top comedies from the 2000s and from 2001 at number 32 we have Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. If you saw Clerks, you know that these two absolutely needed their own standalone movie. They were in Clerks, they're in Mallrats, they're in Dogma, they're all over Kevin Smith's movies. Of course, Silent Bob is played by Kevin Smith himself and This movie is just a classic. From the first scene of them standing outside of the convenience store, well, in their strollers outside of the convenience store as kids, to watching them growing up, selling weed outside of the store, singing, fuck, fuck, motherfuck, motherfuck, noise, noise, noise. The song at the beginning is so ridiculous. This movie has a little bit of everything in it, but it's definitely a stoner comedy. We have Shannon Elizabeth in the movie, Will Ferrell. There's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is Jay keeps calling... Shannon Elizabeth, bitch, and she tells him women don't like to be called bitch, and he goes, Well, what should I call you? Boo boo kitty fuck? And then he calls her boo boo kitty fuck for the rest of the movie. If you've seen Clerks, And you haven't seen this, you got to check out this movie. If you've never heard of Jay and Silent Bob, you got to check it out. There's also a sequel to this that came out in, I want to say, 2018-19, around then. And that was pretty great, too. And apparently the reason for them doing that was so that we could get Clerks 3 eventually. Hopefully we do get a Clerks 3 soon as well. Definitely one of my favorites. We were doing a 90s movie list. Clerks obviously makes it to the top. At 31, I have a movie that I mean I could have put this in my top 10 if we're being honest, just because I have always had such a love for this movie. 2002's The New Guy. If you haven't seen The New Guy, if you get anything out of this podcast at all, it's that you should definitely watch The New Guy. It stars DJ Quill, who you could tell would be perfect for this role. If you just watch Road Trip, the movie is about. A high school senior who goes into class his first day, and one of the teachers breaks his boner. And then, because his boner's broken, he's on a b- whole bunch of pain meds, and he ends up interrupting this gospel choir at the mall. He gets arrested for it. He meets Eddie Griffin, who Eddie Griffin was one of the little fish in his old prison. And he ended up getting himself kicked out of prison and became a bad motherfucker at his new prison. And he teaches DJ Quill how to do the same thing in high school. And there's just so many things about this movie. The cameos from celebrities, including Henry Rollins, Tony Hawk. This is one of those movies that I could watch at least once a year It's just super funny. I think the message in it's good. I like the way the movie ends. Yeah. If you haven't seen this one, I feel like a lot of people missed it. Absolutely check that one out. And then at number 30, I have my second Kevin Smith movie on the list, and that is Clerks 2. Clerks 1 is obviously the better movie, but Clerks 2 has so many laughs in it. There's so many great comedic moments in this movie. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob are obviously featured in it along with the cast from the original Clerks. And in this one, they're working at a fast food restaurant. And there's just something to me where any movie that's about food service, like I feel like it's just relatable. It's funny. Lots of people have been in that position. I just feel like it worked really well having Clerks 2 be in a fast food restaurant setting. There's a lot of really ridiculous scenes, the interactions with the customers, the horse scene at the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, Clerks 2, while not as great as Clerks, still is an awesome sequel. And at 29, we have our last Adam Sandler movie on the list. I think there were only two. But at 29, we have Fifty First dates. Starring Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore came out in 2004. I'm sure a lot of you know this story, but the movie's set in Hawaii, and Drew Barrymore was in an accident where she only remembers what happens within the last 24 hours of her life, and Adam Sandler comes in and wants to be her love interest. This movie made me like The Beach Boys. I remember that back in 2004. Rob Snyder's character in this movie's absolutely ridiculous definitely one of the best parts in it sean astin is also in the movie he's of course sam from the lord of the rings and in this movie He's wearing mesh shirts talking about wet dreams. A freaking awesome additional character in the movie. 51st Dates has a lot of great sentimental moments in it, and it's also really funny. I think that it's one that still stands the test of time. People love Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore combination. Of course, they did it in the 90s and then did it again in the 2010s. I would say that Wedding Singer is the best of them, but 51st Dates is definitely a strong movie. At 28, I have... 2005, Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, Anna Ferris, Just Friends is a personal favorite of mine. There are so many things about this movie that are great. So, Ryan Reynolds is a high school student, he's heavy in high school. And his best friend is Amy Smart. He gets humiliated at this party when he tries to tell her he likes her. And then he goes on to be a Hollywood big shot. And he comes back home. He has all of those dweeby qualities that he tried to get rid of since he was humiliated. And he still has them when he's trying to get with Amy Smart again in the future. Anna Ferris comes along. She's a famous singer and his girlfriend and the songs that she writes in the movie are fucking hysterical. There's so many funny parts in this movie, like when she's whacked out of her mind and she's eating toothpaste. Overall, this is one of those movies that I've probably seen more times than a lot of the ones on this list. Just Friends is definitely a classic for me. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely suggest checking that one out. At 27, we have 13 going on 30, starring jennifer gardner now i don't know why i like this movie so much it's not the funniest movie on the list but i will say it's probably one of the best ones it's very relatable so if you haven't seen 13 going on 30 first of all what are you doing it's one of the more i guess chick flick movies on the list whatever i love chick flicks in this movie you have a 13 year old girl who just wants to be one of the popular kids and she gets kind of left on her birthday when she's 13 and all she wants to do is be 30, flirty, and thriving. So she wakes up from her 13th birthday party and she's 30 years old as Jennifer Gardner, and she's just maneuvering through the world, figuring out who she was as a person. And then you know it's that the that coming-of-age journey that takes her back to that original moment when she's 13 and she appreciates the things that she has in front of her. It's a great movie, it has an awesome 80s soundtrack for so many reasons. 13 Going on 30 is such a good movie. And far- Finally, at 26, which is where we will be ending for this podcast, and I will be doing an entirely new episode with the top 25. At 26, we have such a fucking classic, such an important movie if you've ever worked in food service, 2005, Waiting. Once again, you have Ryan Reynolds, you also have Anna Faris in this movie, Dane Cooks in this movie. There are so many good actors in waiting, and it's just such a ridiculous movie that is basically just about people that are working at Bennigan's, but in this they're calling it Shenanigans. I'm sure y'all remember Bennigan's before they went out of business. It's just the type of typical shit that happens when you're working at a restaurant. It's so simple. It's so well done. Everything in there is relevant to if you've ever worked at a restaurant. If you've ever worked at a restaurant, you have to watch Waiting if you haven't seen it before. Highly recommend it. And that is going to conclude our list for today. Be sure to check out part two of this podcast, which will be coming soon. That is going to be my top 25 comedies of the 2000s. I could have just done that list by itself but we needed to talk about all those other ones. A lot of them are so great on their own. If there's any movie on this list that you haven't seen, I guarantee you a good time and some quality laughs watching it. This has been another episode of Zack Attacks. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again with part two of this, along with a whole bunch of other good shit.